This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God, we're embarking on 21 days of fasting starting today. And uh, I believe that God's going to do some things through our fast. You believe that today? And so I'm going to give you some keys here uh, for uh, fasting and prayer for healing is the title of my sermon since today is our healing service. And, um, and I don't know about you, but I can stand to walk in more health. Yes. Amen. So I, I, I believe that. So I believe as we fast and we pray that God's going to bring us into a healthier lifestyle. Amen. And so uh, number one key is that, um, you know, you need to make a fasting plan uh, for this for the next 21 days. And, and this key is you need to make a fasting plan and you need to stick with it. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, you know, make a fasting plan. You may like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, you know, where to begin or, well, we have information on the table back there. But uh, you, you need to make a plan and then try to stick with it as best as you can. Uh, you know, there's, there's different types of fasts that's been done in the Bible. And one, uh, uh, one fast is called the absolute fast or water only fast. And you could go 21 days on water. Amen. Um, you know, it, it's possible that you can do a water fast if you like. Amen. God can sustain you. But, you know, you need to pray about that. That's, that's an ex- that's, that can be extreme for some people. But it can also be life changing for you. So I, I don't want to. Uh, discourage you in that. Uh, a lot of the fasts in the Bible, a lot of times they did a, a three-day fast and on, on water. And, and some did a three-day fast without water. And uh, uh, so, so, but I, I, would, I would just encourage you to fast with water. Amen? And so, but you can do an absolute water fast. You can do that for three days and you can, you can do a partial fast and that and that's where we get the Daniel fast and that eliminates the meats, the sweets and the bread. And uh, that will make you a very angry person <laughs> when, you, when you eliminate the meats, the sweets and the breads. It's like, what do you eat, Pastor, if you don't eat no meat, no sweets? Because I eat dessert with every meal. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes I eat my dessert before I eat the main course. Amen. Um, but uh, but the Daniel fast is, is is it contains vegetables, beans. Anybody like beans out here? Yes. Yeah, and, and beans and, and, and water. Amen. Good clean water. Amen. And so that's you could do the Daniel fast, and that's not an easy fast to do because you got to really change a lot and stop eating meats. How many people love meat in here? Any meat eaters? Uh, I, I'm a meat eater myself. I I, I like meat, and. Um, and so, uh, but you could do, uh, the third fast you could do is, you could do the intermittent fast. And this is a fast that's very popular with um, people that are trying to, you know, lose weight or even um, feel better. Amen? And the intermittent fast is, is, is designed where you skip meals and you may have only one meal a day or two meals a day. Um, and so, I kind of like this because... A lot of times what I do is I, I'll fast till like maybe three o'clock in the afternoon and then eat, eat like a pig afterwards. <laughs> in other words, you do your fast. You, you don't eat breakfast. Some people say this. Some people say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Have you ever heard of that? But science is telling us that that may not be the case. Breakfast may not be the most important meal of the day. And, and, they're, and the researchers are finding out that the less you eat, the better your body's going to run. And a lot of times we're, we're overfeeding our bodies. Amen. And we're, we're just going on habit of eating. And you don't need to overfeed your body. Amen. So intermittent fasting will help you. And so when you intermittent fast, you, 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 what you do is you shorten the hours of your of your feeding time. So instead of, you know, eating, you know, you know, you, you, you sleep eight hours a day, I guess, uh, eating, you know, in that 16 hours, a lot of people have three meals and snacks in between. 
How many people like that out there? Three meals and snacks in between. That's way too much eating. <laughs> and that's the reason why we're gaining weight. And have you, have you noticed that the older you get, the easier it is to put on weight? Because I could eat like a horse when I was 20. And nothing. I'm telling you, I could burn it. But now I, gotta, I, I can't even look at a donut without gaining weight. I mean, I mean, I'm older now. I'm over 50. Amen. And I know you can't tell. But, um, but, but you got to get a, 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 a plan. And, and ask God for the right plan for you. I don't know what plan that, that you're, you're going to be on for the next 21 days. But, 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 but ask God what plan would work for you. And, and, you know, I've done studies and fasting is really good. I'm going to talk to you about the health benefits of fasting this morning. But in Habakkuk 2, 2, 3, this is really good scripture for the new year. Because I, I, I want my year this year to be better than last year. So I want a better. How many people want a better year in 2020 than, than, than 2019? And how many people want, want to be able to be, how many people want to be a little bit more freer in 2020 than in 2019? I want to be a little freer. I don't want to be as stressed out as I was last year. And I, was, I had some stressed out days. But I want less stressed days and more rest days. Can anybody say amen on that? And so I want, I, you know, that's my goal is, is to walk in the rest of the Lord. And, you know, there's a labor. The Bible says in Hebrews, we must labor to enter into the rest of the Lord. Why? Because we're not in a perfect world and things mess up on a daily basis, don't they? And we're not in heaven yet. And, and, there, and we're, you're going you're gonna to encounter issues and problems. But I want to encounter them with the peace of God on my life. And I don't want my emotions or uh, controlling me in, in, in the storms. No, I, 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 w- I want God's peace to control me in the storms. You know, uh, Jesus uh, said to his disciples, we're going to go to the other side uh, of, of the water and get in, uh, go to, to, uh, to the island where he needed to minister to a guy that was bound up. And uh, he went and fell asleep in, in the bow of the boat and the Bible says a great storm came upon the boat and it was so strong. Now, these are fishermen. I mean, I mean, Jesus' disciples were fishermen. Peter was a, an avid fisherman. You know, they, they knew the sea, but the, the waves and the winds came in and they started freaking out. And I'm going to say this. The devil's whole goal is to get you to freak out in, in, in the storms that the devil wants to create in your lives. But, but, you, but look at your neighbor and say, don't freak, out. don't freak out. Amen. In other words, when you're walking in God, the peace of God can be so strong that the storm won't rattle you. Amen. And so what happened with Jesus? He was in the bow of the boat. They woke him up and they said, Master, do you care that we perish? They thought that the boat was going to go down. But listen, your boat can't go down if Jesus is in your boat. I'm going to say it again, it may look like you're, you're going down for the count. You might be in a problem today. You might be dealing with something, but you can't go down. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against you. You've got to believe that. Say, I believe that. So the gates of hell cannot prevail. No matter what the devil is trying to throw at you or your family, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Why? Because you and God are the majority. I'm going to say again, you and God are the majority. It doesn't matter how many demonic spirits are coming against you. You and God are the majority. You believe that today? Amen. So you got to believe that. You got to get a revelation of that. And so in Habakkuk 2, 2, 3, I I, want to walk in more peace. Every year I want to walk in greater peace than I did the year before. Amen. And it says here in Habakkuk 2, 2, 3, because this is the new year. And we, we, need, we need to get our, 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 our focus on new things. Amen. And it says in Habakkuk 2, 2, 3, it says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely Come, it will not tarry. 
So what he's saying is, is that we need to get a vision of what we're believing God to do in this fast and for this new year. So look at your neighbor and say, get a vision. And see, this is the key. I think this is what gets us in trouble is that what gets us in trouble as Christians is we start losing sight of what we're believing God for. We, we, we just start going in the day in and day out of this life and, and we forget what we've been praying for. We forget what we're believing God for. And, we, and, and it just becomes elusive. Our, 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 our dreams become elusive. But if you write it down and start focusing on what you're believing God to do, you know, maybe, maybe you're believing God to get you out of debt this year. You know, God can do it. You got to believe that, you know, you got to get a vision of your bank account instead of it being empty, being full. Glory to God, because my Bible says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He will supply and not only supply, abundantly supply. So we got to get a vision of that. Don't don't have a vision of lack. Don't have a vision of barely getting by. No, have a vision of abundance in your life. You must get a vision of that. You have a vision of health. Glory to God. You know, I'm on my refrigerator. I did a you know, you guys know because I tell you this all the time. I did a bodybuilding contest years ago when I was in my, I think, 30s. And um, that was a long time. <laughs> And uh, and so but I got in the best shape of my life and uh, I don't know why, but that picture's on my on my refrigerator. And I don't know. I guess my wife may have put that up there. I guess she's trying to give me a vision to get back there. But I don't know. Uh, So I have the picture, an old picture of me buff. I'm talking about, you know, looking really good. And uh, I'm like, man, I got to get back there. I got to get back there. And, 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 and I'm telling you, a lot of people look at the negative. You know, sometimes, um, you know, in, in, on the cigarette uh, cartons, they would say Surgeon General says that these cigarettes can cause cancer. You know, but they're putting the negative before you. Putting the negative before you doesn't always work all the time. You, what you need to do is put the positive before you. Amen. You can put you can look at all the negatives, but put the positive before put put what you're believing God to do in your life this year. Write it down and and focus on it every day. Focus on it. Amen. Get a vision of it, because when you get the vision, because, you know, uh, when you start this fast, your body's going to fight you and your body's going to start revolting against you. And your body says, you don't really mean what you what you say you're going to do. And your body's going to try to get you to, to eat the wrong foods, to break your fast. And you're going to have have some resolve in the next one. Now, listen, if you mess up, then fess up and keep moving on. Amen. But 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 have some resolve, you know, that, that you're going to you're going to do whatever it takes to do this fast because you're going to get your breakthrough. Not only are you going to get your breakthrough, but you're going to get a breakthrough for others in your family. Is there some people that need a breakthrough? I, I remember that um, uh, I know this woman that was having some problems uh, with her marriage. And, uh, and, and they both were having issues, and, but they were Christians. And, and the Lord revealed to this woman was to uh, write down how the husband saw her. And, and she wrote down how, well... Write down what you think that the husband feels how she sees her. And anyway, they, they, they had a picture of each other and she wrote like a ball and chain on his leg. And um, and uh, he said, I agree with that. You know, and uh, but then 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 uh, the Lord gave her a vision was to write. How do you want the relationship to look like? And she had, you know, at, at that time, the husband wasn't spirit filled, but had his arms, you know, up in the air praising the Lord. And I believe within a year he got spirit filled. He, his arms was up praising the Lord. They were going to church together and God and God caused that vision to come to pass. Are you listening? So that, what am I saying? You, whatever you're believing God for, put put your eyes on that vision and start thanking God. And, 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 and whatever you start believing God that he can do, he can do it. So the enemy is trying to put a bad vision before us, but you, that's what makes us depressed. 
And when the enemy puts that bad vision before us, like it's never going to change. You're always going to be the same. You're always going to have the problem. And the enemy will try to put a bad vision before you and keep you focused on that. But you got to focus on a good vision. Amen. You know, my Bible says that God's in Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for good and not for evil. To what? To give you a hope and a future. I love that. God has a good plan for us, but we must look at that plan every day. Amen. Uh, so as as we're uh, as we're in the fast, the, uh, you know, our body's going to fight us. Uh, we might even have some depressed days. But 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 know, know this. Uh, the, the enemy will also try to fight you as well. And he will try to get you discouraged, but just press through. I like what it says in Galatians 6, 9. It says, if we do not grow weary in doing good, in due season, we'll reap if we do not lose heart, if we do not faint. In other words, let's not grow weary. There, there's multitude of people are getting weary in the battle. And listen, that's don't get weary in the battle. Keep pressing in until you see the glory of God in in your situation. Amen. Number two, in this fast, I want to encourage you to drink at least eight glasses of clean filter water every day. I'm giving you some practicals because you know what? I'm going to say this. We don't drink enough water. And a lot of times we're tired and we're trying to grab the cup of coffee when we really need a, a glass of water. And we just don't drink. We drink sodas. We drink all the negative stuff. But what you really need instead of a Coca-Cola, you need some, eight, uh, some H2O. You need some water. And so as, if you can focus on drinking at least eight, gla- somebody said eight glasses of water, I'd be in the bathroom eight times a day. Well, it might be good for you. Amen. Because when you're fasting, uh, you know, it, it, releases, it, it, it what happens is um, it, um, it causes your cells to release the junk out of your cells. And you got to get rid of that junk somehow. You don't want it sitting in your body. So as you're drinking water, you can flush out all that negative toxins out of your body. Amen. So, so you, you got to get you got to drink that water. Amen. And so, um, again, Expect to fight. First Corinthians 9, 27 says this. This is Paul. It says, but I discipline my body and bring it in subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So Paul, um, he knew that as a as a minister of the gospel that he, he talked about in first Corinthians. If you read a little before that, he talks about that when we run a race, we need to run it in a way where we're obeying God. And he's saying, if I run my race, but I live a double life, I may not get the blessing or the crown of life. In other words, he was so concerned that he was walking right. Because what what knocks us out of the plans and the will of God in our lives? Our flesh. What gets us in trouble is our flesh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It, 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 it's our, it's our, our emotions that will try to get us going the wrong way. And we got to disconnect those emotions by fasting and praying. Amen. I like what it says in 1 Timothy 6, 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life into which you were also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So listen, it's going to be a fight. The next 21 days is going to be a fight, but you're going to make it through. I'm going to say then you're going to make it through and God's going to do something amazing in your life. Do you believe that today? So you got to believe that 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 fasting is going to bring results in your life. Now, you know, you got to keep believing regardless of how you feel. I, I like what Jesus said, you know, when he performed the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. And, uh, you know, it was Listen, sometimes you're going to have to do something natural to see a spiritual result. See, anytime that that Jesus uh, did miracles when he was walking around, a lot of times he would tell the people to do something. He, he would tell the guy that was blind 
that, that, that he put mud in his eyes, go wash in the pool of Siloam. You know, he, he, he gave them the instruction. He, he told the, 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 um, the, the people that, that were leopards to, to go show themselves to the priest. As you turn and show yourself to the priest, you'll be healed. As he started walking towards the priest, uh, they were healed. God will tell us to do something natural to get a physical blessing or a spiritual blessing. You hear me, what I'm saying to you today? And so here uh, he said uh, to Martha and Mary, their brother Lazarus died. He said, if you will remove the stone, I can do something. So, see, they had to they had to exercise some faith. They didn't really believe they never seen anybody raised from dead, especially after four days in the grave. And even Martha said, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, if we remove that stone, it's going to smell out here. It's going to, you know, the body's decomposing. It's going to stink. Sometimes you need to remove your stinky attitude. Amen. Sometimes you just need to believe that God can move in the midst of things that haven't changed in years. Sometimes you just got to believe that he can do the impossible regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how long you've been dealing with it, that he can do the impossible. We just have to remove the stone of unbelief out of our lives. And when, when they moved reluctantly, I believe they reluctantly removed, they, they went ahead and moved the stone out, out of, of the cave where Lazarus was in. But when they moved that stone, Jesus said, you know, and they were still kind of, Jesus said, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. Look at your neighbor and say, only believe. And you got to believe that as you're fasting and praying for the next 21 days, it's removing stones. It's removing those things that's been blocking us from seeing the greatness of God in our lives, from seeing what God can do and what God will do. We need the stones of unbelief to be removed out of our sight so we can see the greatness of God. Man, I believe that we'll see the greatness of God in the land of the living. I like what the psalmist said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And sometimes some of us are at a place in our life, even today, we're, we're almost at the end of our rope. Oh, is any, am I talking to anybody today? But, but as you start fasting and praying, God's going to give you more rope. Amen. Amen. He's going to give you more lead way. Glory to God. So, so we got to keep believing. Now let's look at Isaiah 58, 6 and 12, some rewards of fasting. Because I, I think that we need to be reward minded and we need to be focused on what, what God will do in the fast. And I love this in Isaiah 58, 6 through 12. There's many rewards to fasting. And number one, it says uh, in starting with verse six, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loosen the bonds of wickedness. I'm telling you, there's areas, uh, th- there's bonds of wickedness. There's things in our lives that might need to be loosened. There might be bonds of wickedness in your family's life. Maybe, maybe there's areas and attitudes that might need to be fixed. Amen. And uh, when you start fasting, it will break the bonds of wickedness in our lives. You believe that today? It says, number two, it will do undo the heavy burdens. And, you know, uh, some of us have uh, uh, we have uh, issues. We have uh, some bondages. We we, we're, we're, we have some addictions and some we might need to have these addictions broken off of our life. Amen. And I know some of you might be bound by by different things, but as you fast, it can it can undo the heavy burdens in your life. I like number three. It says, let the oppressed go free. And though and that's and the Bible talks about that. Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And so that's in Acts 10, 38. So 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 oppression comes from the devil and so, you know, it will let the oppressed go free. In other words, uh, fasting, sometimes we may not see a breakthrough just by prayer alone. We might need a fast and pray. We might need the, the twins to help us to overcome the bondages that are trying to overtake us in our lives. We know this, that the uh, disciples came up 
with a, a child was, was demon-possessed. He would throw himself in the fire and in the water. And, uh, and the, uh, the father came to the disciples. And the Bible talks about that the disciples, uh, well, it was nine of the disciples, uh, could not cast that demon out of that boy. And so the father came to Jesus and Jesus and Jesus said, oh, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Now, he was kind of rebuking his disciples. In other words, perverseness is that we're more connected to the world than we are to God. We're more connected to the circumstances of what's going on instead of connected to the promises of God's word. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? When we get we get a perverted mindset, when we start believing the natural over the supernatural. And we just got to believe that the supernatural of God's word can undo the natural that the devil's trying to do in our lives and in the lives of our families. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We got to believe that the supernatural power of God is more powerful. And when, when, when God, when Jesus is saying you perverse generation, which means you're too connected. He was saying to his disciples, you're too connected to the natural. You need to be more connected to the spiritual. That's what we're doing in our fast is we're disconnecting from the natural way of doing things. And we're connecting into a spiritual life. You are spirit. And I'm telling you, it's by the power of the spirit that you're going to prevail in this life. A lot of us are trying to live our life in the power of the flesh and it doesn't work. We're trying to live our lives in China. We're trying to, you know, uh, have, uh, uh, what is it? Willpower when you need spirit power in your life. Willpower will only get you so far, but spirit power will get you further. Amen. So, so what happened? Jesus, Jesus cast out the demon out of that boy and, and the disciples were amazed and spoke to Jesus afterwards and said, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus said, this kind comes out by prayer and fasting. So, so Jesus was saying this kind of, of oppression, this kind comes out through Prayer and fasting. In other words, there's something about fasting that connects you into a, a the power grid of heaven. There's something about fasting that connects you into into the miraculous of, of God. And so we got to get a revelation of that. This is this is key. Of course, you know that as I ministered uh, earlier in, in a couple weeks back, that fasting is something that as Christians we all should be doing. The Bible says there's three disciplines in uh, Matthew chapter six. Jesus talks about it. Three disciplines. That's fasting, praying and giving. These are three disciplines of the Christian. And we should be doing all three. And we know that this. Listen, we know that Cornelius in chapter 10 of Acts. He was a Italian cohort and uh, he was. Praying, he was fasting, and he was giving alms. And the Bible says as he prayed, fasted, and gave alms, the Bible says that his prayers came up as a memorial unto the Lord, and it got God's attention. And I don't know about you, but I want my works of righteousness to get God's attention. I, I, I want, I want my, my works of right. I want God to look down and say, Woo, man, that person is really doing it. That person is going all out. That person is fasting, praying, giving glory to God. I have to dispatch an angel down there. I got to give them some wisdom. See, a lot of us, we're, see, some of us are in the dark and where we're at in our walk and what we need is some wisdom. We need some enlightenment. We, we need God to reveal some truth to us. And we're, we're just kind of going around. We're trying to make it work and we're kind of just going through and we see in a glass dimly. But we need to see we need to have more light. I need more light in my life. I'm telling you, I, I, I hate it when the electricity goes out. I, I, I can't stand the darkness. You know, I, I'm telling you, my my kids hate the darkness. You know, all I have to do is turn off the light in the den. You know, I like to Christian. I said, we're going to bed. And if the light's on, he ain't moving. But I turn that light off. He's running. <laughs> he's running out of that place. He, why? Because it's not a part. Darkness is not a part of your life. You want light. You want the light of God's word. You need a revelation. I don't want to go day in and day out. Just more of the same. 
I don't want more of the same. I want, I want a difference. Amen. I don't want to, I don't want to just be looking at that mountain a different way. I, I, I want to get away from walking around the mountain. I want to get into that promised land. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so sometimes we need to fast and pray to break those weaknesses, not only off of us, but off the people, our loved ones that need it. Amen. Just like you might be, you might be sitting pretty today, but maybe your loved ones need a breakthrough and you can fast for them. Amen. And so it says here, let the oppressed go free. So this can help set uh, the people free in, in the lives of those that you love. Amen. And it says here, they break every yoke. You know, the Bible talks about it's the anointing. It's the, the anointing is the yoke destroying, burden removing power of God. And I, you know, you need to contend for the anointing. You need to contend for the power. You, 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 you have to press in to have the power. It's just not going to happen. You've got to press into the things of God. You need to press in through reading the word. You need to press in through confessing the word. You need to press in through praise and worship. You need to press in until the anointing comes in and saturates you, saturates your household, saturates your family. Glory to God until things start changing. Are you, you got, you got to press into those things. And it says here that every yoke will, uh, will break every yoke. That, that yoke is something that the enemy's trying to keep you bound up by. Amen. And I love this in number five. It says, if you share your bread with the hungry, that you bring your, uh, bring into your house the poor who are cast out. In our fasting time, we need to be doing some good works. We need to be blessing somebody. We need to be thinking of ways to bless people. Listen, put it, send an offering to Exceed Life Church and, 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 and designate it to, to one of our missions, like, like um, one of our outreaches. And just say, I want to put what I would be spending money on food into the outreach. Maybe union mission that helps the poor off the streets. And you may want to put some money into that. Why? Because you want, you want to see the blessings of God operate in all the areas of your life. And so go ahead and send some money in and say, I want this to go designate it to. And we'll, we'll designate it right to that ministry. Amen. Why? Because now you're practicing the word of God. You're, you're, actually, you're, you're actually helping the poor, glory to God. As you are fasting and praying, you are building up, uh, you know, riches in heaven, as the Bible says. And I, I, want, I, want, a, I want a lot of riches in heaven, I don't want to just, just save it up down here where, where the Bible says that, 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 that robbers can come in and break in and steal from you. Glory to God. It's called the IRS. But we won't go there. And uh, <laughs> take half your money. But anyway, hallelujah. You might want to cut that off the tape. I don't want them coming. Amen. So, we, so when you see the naked to cover him, verse 6. So we want to cover the naked. And I love this in verse 7, not hide yourself from your own flesh. You know, uh, one translation, one person, one theologian, or one, person, one commentator said, don't hide yourself from your relatives. You know, as your fact. But I don't really believe what that really means. I think it, it really means a spiritual connotation. Don't hide yourself from yourself. In other words, get a revelation of where you're at. In other words, I don't think we know where we're at sometimes in God. I, sometimes I think, you know, if things aren't working, you need to find out, are you, are you doing the right things? Are you, are, you, are you saying the right things? I remember this one minister, he was having some uh, famine in his ministry, and, and he started praying and seeking the Lord, and the Lord revealed to him through the word, he said, your words have been stout towards me. That's in the scripture. He said, what, Lord? I, I'm, I don't think I've ever been stout towards you. He said, no, you, you keep complaining to your wife that things aren't happening. And God said that, that when you were complaining, you're basically saying that God is not working on your behalf. And, and what we need to do is we need to get the complaining. We need to move out of complaining avenue and get on praise, praise street. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We, we need to, we, we need to get a revelation. Is there something that we're doing that's holding up the blessing from coming? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, you need, you need a wake up call. 
You need God to reveal some areas in your life that you might need to shift just a little bit. It just might be a little shift. Hello. It might, well, pastor, I don't think there's anything wrong with me. Well, you start seeking the Lord. Maybe God will show you some areas that you might need to fix. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And I want God to give me direction. I, 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 if I'm on the, any wrong path, I want God to set me straight on the straight and narrow path. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So it says here, not hide yourself from your own flesh. In other words, be open to God and say, God, in this fast, if there's any areas in my life that you want me to change. Oh, you want me to start tithing? <laughs> okay, we'll continue. <laughs> Yes, maybe God may want you. Maybe you're not a tither. Maybe God wants you to start tithing so he can open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Boy, that went over like a lead balloon. But anyway, pastor, did you have to talk about that? Amen. Why? Because God wants to get a blessing to you. There are some areas that we might need to adjust. I remember that this man had, I was listening to this one story of this man that had stomach cancer. He was a businessman and he had stomach cancer and uh, and Brother Hagen, uh, he prays for the sick all the time. And sometimes he operates in the gifts of the spirit and um, and while he's praying for 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 uh, for people. And so he went to pray for this man that had stomach. He was a businessman and he was out of work for about a year and a half. Hadn't eaten anything solid. Think about that. And the spirit of the Lord revealed to Brother Hagen that this man did not tithe. Oh, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. And, 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 and Brother Hagin says, the Spirit of the Lord is revealing to me that, that you've been going to this church for all these years. You're a businessman. You make money. You got plenty of money in the bank, but you don't give into the church. Wow. Ooh, and you know what Brother Hagin says? He says, are you going to obey God? Because that was bothering him. And Brother Hagin had a revelation of him laying you know, on his bed with a bur- his stomach was burning a year and a half. I don't want uh, I don't want. Listen, I don't want disobedience to knock me out of my health. I don't want not doing something as, as simple as giving my 10 percent, which is nothing to compare to what Jesus gave me. I don't want anything like that to knock me out of what God wants to do in my life. And so he said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start giving to the Lord. I'm going to start, I'll be faithful. And the brother Hagen laid his hands. See, there's a reason. Sometimes it takes obedience to see your healing. See, God is trying to adjust us so we can get obedient. And so when, when brother Hagen laid hands on him, you know, God healed him. He said, now go home and eat a T-bone steak. And he went home and ate a T-bone steak. What am I saying? I say sometimes we need to operate in obedience to just God's word. And when we start operating in obedience, see, sometimes what we want to do is we want to pick and choose how we serve God. Lord, I like this in the Bible, but I don't like that in the Bible. I like I'll take that, but I won't take that. Well, you know, the Bible says that you got to love your enemies. I don't want to do that. The Bible says you got to forgive those who despitefully use you. I don't want to do that and pray for that. I don't want to do that. No, no, you can't pick and choose what you want. You got to do the whole thing. If you want to see the fullness of God's blessing in your life, you got to walk. You got to do the whole, the whole thing. You got to start walking right before God. So don't, 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 don't fool. You know, my 11th commandment, thou shalt not fool thyself. And a lot of people are fooling themselves and thinking, oh, yeah, I'm really serving God. 100. Are you? Or there's areas in your life. Maybe it's witnessing. Maybe God is telling you, go witness to your neighbor and you haven't done it. Oh, man. Maybe you need to knock on a door and witness or maybe give them some, you know, if you're a, if you're a baker, bake some cookies and say, God loves you. Just want to, you know, whatever the Lord is revealing to you to do, just do it. Remember when Mary said uh, when Jesus turned the water to wine, he said he she said to the uh, to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And so we just got to obey God. Look at your neighbor and say, obey God. Amen. Amen. And so it says here, when you see the naked, okay, not hide yourself from your flesh. Number eight, your light shall break forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily. I love that. Your light shall break forth in the morning and your healing shall spring forth 
speedily. I believe this is that, that, that the Bible says this, and I believe this fasting is connected to what James talks about. That he, in the book of James, it says that, 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 that God hears a prayer of a righteous man, but it actually says a fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. A fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available in your life. When you're fervent in what you're believing, in other words, you got to get so serious with God. I believe when you're fasting, you become fervent in your prayers. And what happens is it causes the power of God to work in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And it says here that uh, that. Uh, the, the, that your right, it says your light shall break forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily. Uh, you know, I was watching some YouTube videos last night about fasting. And, uh, you know, even the world is getting a revelation of fasting. Uh, this one man had back problems and he wasn't even a Christian. And he said, I'm going to try seven day water fast. And it totally and his body totally got healed. The pain. He was at an eight on the on the scale of pain. And he said, by the third day of water fasting, it went down to a two. And then by the seventh day, he said he had no pain at all in his body. Not even a, I don't even think he was a believer. He didn't say anything about God, Jesus or anything. But what, something about water fasting can heal you. Even the unbelievers are getting a hold of this. You've got to get a revelation of that. So how much more if you're a believer? How much more if you start believing God? Glory to God. Amen. And it says here uh, that the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Amen. I like that. In other words, I like instant prayers. I like pray. I like uh, instant uh, prayers uh, being answered instantly. Amen. I, I don't like to wait around for my prayers to be answered. I don't want to wait a long time. I want to believe that God will do it. Amen. I'm telling you, once you get into the believing mode, God will move you forward into those things that he will uh, that he wants you to move into. In, in 13, it says, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like springs of water whose waters do not fail. What does that mean? Listen, it may look like famine is all around you. You may be encountering some kind of famine, but God can fill you in the famine. In other words, you can feel so peaceful, so joyful, that you don't even feel like you got any lack. And that's where I want to be in my life. I'm telling you, we're all dealing with some kind of lack. We, I mean, if we want to just focus on some areas, there's always something that, that's lacking in our life. But when we're walking with God and he starts revealing himself to us, he starts revealing to us that he's Abba Father. He's El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. When we start getting a revelation of that, we're going to be we're going to be full in, in, in the in the even though it may feed famine around us, we're going to be full on the inside of who God is. And eventually the inside will come out on the outside and we're going to have prosperity on the outside. Let me give you some benefits as I close here. Um, the benefits to intermittent fasting, that's shorten the times that you eat. It's, and this is scientifically backed. It says it can help you lose body fat. How, fasting can help you lose body fat. How many people can lose a couple pounds? That's a benefit. It says too much fat can give you problems in your health and your body. Too much body fat can put stress on your bones and on your joints and can cause other problems in your body. Amen. And so, so a benefit to fasting is losing weight. It's not about the aesthetics of how good you look. It's about how you feel. Amen. Fasting can lower high blood pressure. Studies have shown that it will help regulate your blood pressure. How many people have blood pressure issues out here? Fasting can help you regulate your blood pressure. Studies have shown fasting can reduce inflammation in your body. Inflammation is the number one cause for disease in a person's body. Inflammation. Inflammation is where you get all the autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, uh, such as arthritis and things of that nature. It can actually reduce inflammation. And, and, and medical science says inflammation is the doorway to all disease. Medical study has shown that fasting can help lower cholesterol. 
Okay, uh, also can reduce the risk of stroke in case where a person has a stroke. It can help in recovery. So not only if your cholesterol's down, if you do have a stroke, your recovery would be much greater than somebody that has high cholesterol. It also will boost your brain function. It helps protect, uh, protects the decline of memory caused by aging. How many people, you know, you know, a lot of times you hear about Alzheimer's and you hear about, you know, these people that have that. Uh, but, but if you look at their life, you'll find a lot of these people, you know, their diets and their, and, and, you know, it's, it's attributing to that. And, and you'll find that they're not leading a healthy life. I, I, you know, I'm not going to get Alzheimer's. I'm not going to lose my memory. The Bible says the memory of the righteous is blessed. Amen. I'm going to stand on that on that scripture. The memory of the righteous is blessed. I have great recall in Jesus name. Amen. Studies have shown that that um, fasting can reduce cancer by decreasing the development of lymphoma, uh, limiting tumor survival and slowing down the spread of cancer cells. Think about that. Fasting, uh, you know, uh, one minister said that his dad had terminal cancer and the doctors wanted to go and, and, and have surgery on him. But he prayed about it and he decided to go back to his farm and boil vegetables, change the way he ate. And, and he, he lived six, 16 more years late, you know, longer and, and the cancer left his body. Think about that. So, 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 so your, your, your food can be your medicine. I'm not saying put your faith in your food, put your faith in God, but, but your food has something to do with how you feel and how you operate in this life. It can also, I love this, studies have also shown that fasting will increase cell turnover. What does that mean? Science tells us fasting increases autophagy, which is important detoxification function in the body. In other words, it helps the body to get rid of the junk in the cells and can accelerate uh, uh, that those the, the junk in the cells accelerate aging. So, you know, I've been practicing fasting for many years, and that's the reason why I look so young. Amen. Let's continue. And uh, and so I'm telling you, when you when, I'm telling you, people say I look young. They say, Man, you look like you're in your forties. I say, Yeah, man. I'm the new forty, man. I just turned 54. I'm the new 40. Amen. Amen. If you're in 50s, you're the new 40. Amen. But fasting will actually help you. Uh, it, will, it will turn back time. What was that song? Well, I can, anyway, you can, it can turn back time. <laughs> okay, that's part of my secular days. Anyway, that, who, who sung that song? Share, right? Okay. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so it, it reduces insulin resistance. Number nine, fasting uh, can reduce insulin resistance. Studies have shown that it helps stabilize blood sugar in people with diabetes. Amen. So it, it will actually help you in that area. Uh, it will lower risk of cardiovascular issues. It will increase longevity. They did a study about rats and they had, had these rats. They would feed them every day and there's other Rats, they would only feed every other day. And those rats that was fed every other day lived about three days longer. No, no, they lived a lot longer, 80%. Some say, well, you know, you, some say, well, you know, uh, you know, fasting might make you feel better, but may, may not want, make you want to live any longer because you're str- struggling in the fast. Listen, every, fasting is not a picnic, glory to God. I may not like fasting at times, but I love the results. Amen. I want the results of fasting. It will increase longevity. Amen. And another thing is that if you're fasting right and you're not and you're at least fasting and you stop eating around eight o'clock, if you get to bed at nine thirty, at least an hour and a half, the uh, science, they, they've done studies that you will sleep better at night if you're not eating right before you go to bed. And how many people would like to sleep better at night? Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? So these are all these just natural benefits that that even the world is finding out about fasting. So I want to encourage you to go on a fast. Do the intermittent fasting. You know, uh, uh, OMAD is, is, is one way of fasting and, and, and it's one meal a day. OMAD. It may make you mad, but OMAD. 
OMAD, one meal a day, O-M-A-D. And so, and so you, can, you can eat one healthy meal a day if you want to, or you can do two healthy meals and just skip breakfast. And then during the breakfast time, supersize your fast by reading the scriptures, by praising the Lord, by reading the vision that you're believing God's going to do. Start thinking every day that God's going to get you out of debt, that, that God is, is bringing you into prosperity, that God is, is uh, uh, helping you with any issues in your body, back pain, whatever you're dealing with. Start believing God and read that every day and thanking him that he's doing it. And I'm telling you, by the end of this fast, we're going to see healthy we're going to see delivered people. We're going to see more families coming into the church. We're going to see revival. Glory to God. And I believe it. Do you believe it? If you do, just say yes. Amen. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. I thank you, Lord, that you wouldn't have us do something that is detrimental to our health. You would have us do something that's good for us. And I thank you, Lord, that your word prescribes that fasting and prayer and giving are key uh, are keys to to seeing the glory of God in our lives. And Father God, I just thank you for these precious people this morning. I thank you for those that are watching. And I, I thank you, Father God, for those that are embarking in, a, in, in the, the quest of fasting. And Father, I'm praying that you would strengthen the body of believers and even those that are watching that are deciding to fast. And perhaps you need to fast your life today. What I mean by that is that you need to give your life to Jesus, that you need to stop holding on to your own personal life and let it go and give your life to Jesus. And maybe you have never confessed Jesus as Lord. I'm going to say, and the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. Maybe you're in the audience today. Maybe you're not, your walk is not where it needs to be. Maybe you're watching um, by telecast and, and, and you know you need to give your life to the Lord. Do this if you're ready for a change in your life, just say this simple prayer after me. And I believe that God will bring you into a wealthy place in him. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised in the dead for my justification. And I believe, I believe that you are the son of God. And I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. And I turn my back on sin, Satan, and selfishness. And I turn fully to you today. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 